My wife lied and got an SDI test after a business trip. Am I the apple for wanting to talk about it? My wife is a great person and we've always gotten along. We've been married for almost two years and we've been together for four and a half years. We are in a monogamous relationship and have both had several partners prior to our relationship. Every year, my wife goes on a long business trip, typically about two months. That is a long business trip. Oh, you can do a lot of business during that time. During this time, Communication over phone and email can be difficult, a contingent upon the technological issues where she works. She really enjoys her work during the business trips and usually comes back feeling fulfilled and excited about life. Something's getting filled. Normally when she comes home, she takes a day two of rest and overcomes the jet lag. It's 28 hour travel time and a 21 hour time difference. The following days, we tend to spend lots of time together, sex, dates, cuddling, catching up, etc. because she's been gone so long. This year, she came home as her same excited self after having had a great trip. In fact, she seemed so excited that she wanted to work on some projects, but would need to get some material from the store. About three hours after picking her up from the airport, she says she wants to go shopping for a craft project, and she will likely spend several hours out shopping. She really emphasizes how much time she'll need to go shopping. Many hours. A little suspicious. Shopping for what? I think this is a little weird considering that she just came back from a 28 hour flight, hasn't slept, and she's usually not the type to spend more than an hour or two shopping, but whatever, it's fine. About five hours later, she comes home with a single bag of craft material. I register this as strange, but don't really think about it. I chalk it up to taking a lot of time to pick out her materials, carefully selecting them instead of bulk buying. Five hours for one tiny little bag of craft supplies? How much time are you spending at Michael's? How much time are you spending with hey, Michael's? Over the next few days, she didn't really go through the jet lag phase and stayed distant. I thought that was a bit weird, but we ended up giving her space and just focused on school. About two weeks post-return, we still haven't had sex despite my advances and lightly prodding the issue. Getting a, I'm just feeling off and don't feel like it kind of vibe. I find that strange since she usually is like a three to four times a week kind of person. And we've been exploring some new kinks prior to her trip, which we had talked about kindling once she returned. The first few times she doesn't reciprocate sexy time advances. I don't think anything of it. We've always had this very open no policy and are attentive to one another's needs. Time, tired, not feeling it, need it now. But then after two weeks, the combination of her distance and no sex feels really off. Over the weekend, she went to meet up with her girlfriends for a day out. During that time, I snoop on her computer. Uh-oh. Oh. If that bothers you, stop reading now. We've always been extremely open with our phones and social media. We both know our phone passwords, computer passwords. She knows my Facebook, etc. While she was out with her friend, I looked on her computer. She left her work and personal email, Reddit, and Facebook open and logged in. So I looked. Nothing out of the ordinary. I looked in the recycle bin and found that she had taken some self-nudes with her phone, sent them to her email, downloaded them, then delete them, hence the recycling bin. I thought that was odd. Normally, we would send nudes to each other, not put them on our computers. Maybe she really liked them, she did look hot, and decided to keep them. This has my gears turning because she has been really disinterested in sex since returning, but is taking selfies in the nude wearing lingerie? Hmm. I looked at the metadata on the picture, nerd. <laughs> and confirmed it was taken recently and it was downloaded from Gmail. Uh-oh. 
I went and looked at her Gmail. Nothing terribly odd here, but anything before three days after returning home had been deleted from her inbox, then deleted from the trash folder slash not archived. E.g. if she came home on the first, everything before the fourth was deleted. However, in her trash bin was a confirmation of an appointment for a health clinic in an adjacent city. It had a link with a user ID to log into the patient portal if you needed to change your appointment. I logged in with her ID and her common passwords, which I already knew from us sharing. God. The portal is mostly empty, but showed that she had scheduled and kept an appointment the same afternoon that she got home from her trip. The portal allows you to request records from the visits, so I did. They were delivered to the portal about 30 minutes later. She had gone for an STD testing five hours after coming home from an eight week business trip. And there is an updates suddenly uh not wanting to get it on uh makes a little sense you know you don't you, you don't want to leave the trail where it can be found <laughs> yeah you ready for the update oh uh, let's let's do it let's go the secrecy of the whole thing really bothers me any ideas on how to approach the topic with my wife or other possible explanations and another update i just confronted her about the secret std test she admitted to cheating on her trip oh. she only said once but evidence suggest at least more than twice. She did three times in one trip confirmed digging into it now oh man typical it was one time thing responses it was your fault responses confirmed at least three dudes during her last trip likely systemic serial cheater since we've been together refuses to admit anything outside of the business trip even though she had a carbon copy behavior two years ago refuses to be honest claims she wasn't going to meet anyone on her current solo camping trip i know otherwise i keep catching her in lies filing papers papers meow it's at least four now <laughs> one on her first trip two years ago hence the std test then mutual friend knew about it kept it secret oh mutual God, friend should why? not be your friend anymore come on this is days slash a week after we got engaged oh op dude and that's the end of it yeah op i'm sorry man wow wow that is yikes, awful dude yikes it's pretty obvious i think that OP's significant other was the a-hole here, right? And cheating yeah. and lying. Is OP the a-hole for snooping really, really deep using her passwords, all of that stuff? I want to know what you all think in the comments, but I mean, like, yeah, definitely right? a little I, bit, but like, I wouldn't want OP to be staying in a, like a relationship for like multiple years after. Cause like, it sounds like she never would have told the truth. Yeah. I am ultimately very glad that he did it because he should not be subjected to the, you know, being cheated on all this stuff uh, and being like staying in this relationship without knowing, I guess the one thing he maybe could have done different was like, Oh, Hey, I know that like something feels off. I just wanted to like sit down and check check in with you and you know give her yeah. a at, at least more of a chance you know but i ultimately don't blame him because like people who cheat and compulsively lie like they might just cover it up for eternity yeah. and you know you would never know the why yeah so. i guess like yes it's wrong yeah but i don't necessarily blame op there's many cases where i think it's reason to like if there's no other way to know and you yeah. want to yeah it's kind of a Rocking a hard place. OP. This one's rough. It's true. Stay strong, brother. Stay strong. All right. Let's get to the next one.
My fiance's family hates me and might want to kick me out of the family. All I did was invite my sister-in-law to the wedding. Am I the a-hole? How dare you invite anyone to the wedding? You think you can invite family? No, you can't invite anyone. So I, female 25, am engaged to my fiance, male 32. We've been dating for four years before getting engaged last year. We've always gotten along well with each other's families and celebrated holidays together. Both of our families were happy when we announced our engagement. I recently found out that my fiance actually has a 15-year-old sister. Let's call her Anne. How do you recently find that out about your fiance? You You don't know that they have siblings? You always hear that like long-lost sibling. I've never known of an actual long-lost sibling. This is ridiculous. that's, That's part of the lore. Who I never met despite her living at her parents and me visiting often. That's weird. Okay, this just got like 10 times more weird and confusing. When I asked about her during a family dinner, they glared at me coldly and said that I shouldn't mention her and that I should just forget about her. All right, I'm guessing it's his kid. Ooh, That's my guess. You you guys guess right now, but I'm guessing it's his kid. That's a very good guess, I think. The intense response kind of shocked me, so I dropped the subject, but I wanted to talk about it with my fiance after we got home. He brushed it off and said Anne doesn't want to be part of the family, so she's not allowed to join any family events or gatherings until... Until she decides to talk to them. What? So she's like being shunned? I don't get it. Maybe because I'm generally a curious person, but something just felt off. Even at my fiance's parents' home, there are pictures of their children everywhere, but there's not a single picture of Anne. That's so weird. Yeah, this is just... It's like Anne from Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, egg. 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 <laughs> a few days ago, I contacted Anne saying I'd love to get to know my future sister-in-law. Which is a normal thing to do. The most normal thing, I would say. We met up in a cafe and she is such a sweet girl, but it turned out that she's mute. She can hear, but just can't talk. Oh, now I'm like, they just suck. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Her parents got it into their heads that she's able to talk, but chooses not to because there's no way a child of them would have a disability. Yikes. Yep. They suck. They suck. God. So they excluded Anne from the family until she talks. Oh, it's like, oh, yeah, you're blind. Um, How about you learn to fucking see reason or you're not part of this family? What am I supposed to do? My eyeballs don't work. We talked, I talked, and then she wrote, I don't know sign language, and I feel really sorry for her. I invited her to my wedding, telling her that I would love to see her there. When I later told this during a family dinner with my fiance's family, they blew up. Of course they did, because they suck. Telling me how dare I talk to Anne and to revoke my invitation, because if Anne doesn't want to talk to them, she doesn't deserve to be part of the family and should be allowed to join his family events. I hate all of you so much. They told me I shouldn't stick my nose in their family's business. My fiance sided with his parents, telling me to just forget oh Anne exists. God. Please, please divorce this guy before it goes any further. Now this, all right, let's this throw a divorce, divorce champ because this is divorce worthy. This is worth it. Um, but if you have a kid that's mute, yeah, your husband's probably going to treat the kid the same way or any kind of disability, exactly. you know, for the fans. Can we give them one divorce chant? Divorce, divorce, divorce. 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 Woo. That felt good. And he said to apologize to his parents. This angered me because I thought my fiance would have my back. And I yelled at them that I wasn't going to uninvite her, that she deserves to be treated better, which she 
does facts my god like like a human being because she is one since then my family has been constantly telling me that i'm behaving like a child and throwing a tantrum and to apologize to his family for my behavior but i just can't accept the way Anne is treated it also made me worry if we end up having children that's what we were saying that's what we said we said that we called it would my fiance treat our child the same if they ended up having a disability of some kind? Good question. Some of my friends are also saying that I should just let it go and not overreact so much that every f- this is an underreaction. Who are these families and who are these friends? Delete them. That every family does things their own way. So I should just apologize and do as they tell me to prevent my relationship from suffering. See, I wish all of these other people were also mute. Am I the a-hole for inviting into my wedding after having learned how my fiance and his family think about her? Not at all. They are not at all. These friends, this family, so bad, so so bad. bad. They don't know how to parent. These friends, they're not good friends. Like all around, everyone is terrible. OP, you are doing the right thing. A hundred percent in the right. There is an update. Okay, let's get into it. I wanted to reply to everyone in the thread I made, but by the time I woke up, it had already been locked. Because of the word limit, I wasn't able to write clearly, and I'm sorry for that. I'm writing this to clarify a few things and give an update. About calling child services. I don't live in America or Europe, and where I live, child services isn't really great or reliable. I worry that if they get involved, it will end up being worse for Anne. A lot of people made the assumption that Anne is locked up. That is not the case. She can go outside when she wants, has a phone, has a laptop, and internet access. She even has a part-time job. It is just that her family doesn't involve her with anything and they ignore her presence. Anne said to me that she tried to have a connection but gave up and is now just waiting until she can move out. Whenever I visit their home, it was only for a few hours at a time and I just never had any reason to go upstairs until the bathroom at the ground floor was broken and I had to use the one upstairs stairs. After I learned about her, I contacted her through social media. For information on her being mute, she said it was a birth defect that caused her to be physically unable to make sounds. Apparently, this is what the doctor told her parents when she was young, but they choose not to believe it. Wait, so the doctor actually gave some doctor advice and the parents aren't literally coming from a a doctor and the parents are like, no. Now on to the update. Yesterday, I tried to have a serious talk with my fiance, but it resulted in another big fight and I decided to break off the engagement. First good thing I've heard this whole story. For real. And I guess uh, OP trying to reach out to Ada. That was guilty. After having read all the replies, I finally started noticing the patterns and red flags in his behavior. And I feel stupid for not having seen them earlier. I said to him that if he ever wants a chance with me again, he needs to fix his and his family's behavior and start treating Anne better. I also said to him that if Anne is such a burden to them to send her to my place instead. Wow. OP, you are a real one. I don't know what will come of that, but I put the offer out there and I will send Anne this message as well. I'm now sending text messages to Anne a lot, so I will try to keep in contact at least. Final update. People have been asking me for an update. Things have been busy, but I talked a lot with Anne this past week. Unfortunately, the situation hasn't gotten worse for her, but it also hasn't improved. We've been talking about getting her to live with me, but because she's a minor, just letting her stay with me could cause problems for parents to side despite me and report me because it could be seen as kidnapping, like I'm removing a minor from their legal guardian supervisionship. We'd been looking at options to remove that problem and adoption came up. So I've been looking into that approach. At first, I looked into just signing over custody to me, but apparently that's very difficult 
when I'm not family and often only temporary. Because Anne wants it, I want it and her parents would rather see her gone anyway. I sent them an email about it and I think they agreed so quickly because then they wouldn't have any responsibility for Anne anymore. Legally, there's a lot to do to make it official and it'll take a few months or longer, but because I have this in writing now, Anne will be moving in with me in June. It will be a bit hard at first because I don't have a say in anything until the adoption is actually done, if it actually succeeds, so I can't register at a different school or different hospital, but we'll make it work somehow. In the meantime, I'm trying to learn sign language so we can communicate better, so hopefully that will go well too. For my ex-fiance, I haven't talked to him since we broke off our engagement. He has sent me a lot of text messages about how unfair I'm treating him. Uh, how about how unfair you and your whole family treated your own freaking sister? Yeah, for like my her God. whole life. And all that just because of someone I barely know. But I've been ignoring the texts, though for some reason my brain keeps trying to make excuses for him and to excuse his behavior. I'm feeling sad and a bit lost now that our relationship ended because I really thought I had found the one for me, but I guess he wasn't after all. I think it'll take a bit of time for me to really process these feelings. I guess it kind of feels like betrayal it is a strange feeling I feel wow like op did the right thing op Ha- a, a million percent did the right thing like Opie at the end of the day didn't have to you know go for adoption and try to take Anne in so that was you know which obviously that's a great move but wasn't I think obligated to do no, that No, but like a saint for doing that absolute saint um OP should not feel guilty at all because you've really you've really helped a life here. here like in a big way and I think told off a family that really deserves it yeah all right let's get into the next one let's do it I destroyed my ex-boyfriend's family heirloom maybe it were over one million dollars but he deserved it am i the a-hole you know i always say that when it comes to the people i love i want to destroy their property that they love burn it to the ground i was with said ex for nearly five years we were engaged at some point during a relationship his mom gave me her grandma's fur coat it was something she saved up for and treasured but no one else in the family really wanted it or could fit into it because grandma skinny or grandma huge i feel like grandma made grandma fit Grandma Fit. Grandma Fit. My mom is a master seamstress. She used to go to antique stores all the time and look for fur coats, and she would turn them into these incredible, beautiful teddy bears. I told my ex's family that I would never wear this coat and that it would likely sit in a closet for the rest of my life and asked if I could instead have my mom turn it into a bear and give it new life. What the fuck is that request? Are you crazy? Let me take this priceless family heirloom from my grandmother and disfigure it and turn it into a bear. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. You you really have two paths. Path one is to sell it and take the money, but you no longer have like this memory of the heirloom in the family. Option two, keep it and put it in a shelf and you're literally never going to see it. Maybe like once every few years, you're like walking down memories lane, but like probably not. The answer was no. They were fine that I would never wear it and still wanted me to have it since there was at least the possibility that maybe someday I would wear it and I was again told that no one else in the family wanted it. So it's like, hey, we want to give this to you for storage. That's why I'm like, it's actually a kind but of still, it's cute, just, creative idea. I don't know. It's like someone gives you a piano, your grandmother's piano. And be like, hey, I'm never going to play piano. 
I don't even know how to play piano. So can I like use it as firewood? It took me a long time to realize that my ex was actually incredibly emotionally abusive to me. It got to the point where I truly believed that I was an awful person and he was a saint for putting up with me and that no one would ever love me except for him. He had slowly chipped away at my self-worth and alienated all my friends and most of my family. We had a dog together. Technically speaking, it was his dog since he was home all the time working on his master's degree. However, the dog and I bonded and we were both equally terrified of him. He would get into these fits of rage and the dog and I would just huddle together. When we finally broke up, he was adamant that I not keep the dog, but could give her to my parents. After talking to my parents, we agreed that I would give them the dog. They would wait a while for things to cool down and then they would give the dog back to me. He moved out, took his stuff, gave me his apartment key and we both moved on. I got my dog back. Hey, that's something. Somehow he found out I had the dog again and he flipped out. Oh no. He nearly broke into my apartment trying to get her and I had to call the police on him. My dad advised me that if I ever truly wanted to get rid of this man for good, I should just give up the dog. I decided for my peace and safety and mental health to give him the dog so I could be rid of him once and for all. Losing the dog broke my heart. I found out later through a nasty email he sent that his mother had prompted him to take the dog from me and that the dog was living happily with a friend of his. So he took the dog back to just give it away. Again. I think this guy is just a idiot, vindictive guy who's just like, I just I just want you to feel pain. I want this dude to feel pain. I, same. So it wasn't long after this that I realized the fur coat was still in my closet and that he hadn't taken it with him when he left. So I had my mom turn it into a teddy bear. Boom. To me, it symbolized something horrible could be used to make something new and beautiful. Six months later, he contacted me asking if I still had the fur coat. I didn't respond, and that is the last contact I ever had with him. So, am I the a-hole for repurposing my ex's family heirloom? At the end of the day, who's it really hurting other than kind of like... The memory of the dead grandma. Grandma, you know, shout out to grandma's ghost. Uh, grandma's ghost is furious. Like grandma's ghost just had another heart attack and that ghost now has a ghost. Damn, it's double ghosted. Double ghosted. Think about all the vindictive revenge one could have against an ex, especially one that sounds as evil as this one is. This is like very tame, it is I would say. For sure on the tame side of ex revenge. That being said, I, I'm just thinking if one of my ex-girlfriends right. left yeah. a family heirloom, in my closet and I turned it into a teddy bear. I think it's still an a-hole move because it was yeah. done just out of pure vindictiveness. The boyfriend, obviously he's obviously the, the boyfriend is a massive, massive yeah. a-hole. I think OP is a little tiny a-hole yeah. for this. I think, I think you brought me over a little the line. tiny a-hole, yeah. a, a tiny a-hole move. Yeah. But uh, what do you think? Do you think OP is the a-hole even like just even a little bit? Yeah. Let us know in the comments. Also, what is the, uh, the worst revenge that is either that has either been enacted on you mm. or that you have enacted on AX or really anyone. I want to hear your revenge stories. Big revenge stories. Big Please revenge. share with those yeah. with us. All right. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Love you. My best friend had an affair with her cousin's husband. She got pregnant and I just told everyone everything. Am I the a-hole? I might have heard this one before. Really? I watched a lot of Subway Surfer videos. Okay. Okay. <laughs> see, now those are, we beef with those guys. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, we're, we're like, we're, we're, bro, we're fighting oh my God. I'm, I'm so sorry. Everyone, this, this terrible piece of shit is Yusuf. I'm Yusuf. <laughs> who nice who wants our content to die. No, just kidding. This sounds so bad. I know. But I had no idea what I was doing. I, female 40, was invited to 
stop by and see one of my dearest friends from childhood at her mother's home yesterday evening. She lives overseas and hadn't been in the States for years, so she wanted me to stop by even though they had other family visiting her mother as well. When I got there, my friend introduced me to a couple of her cousins and their husbands. At that point, all the kids were downstairs in the playroom, but she called her son to come up so I could meet him. Her son came and shook my hand, and I remarked how handsome he was. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Yo, why, why are you calling his boy handsome? This is a little, this is my, maybe a little sus over here. Like, who are you, Miranda Sings? Like, I think she's trying to pre-order. Dude, this I, is pre-order. Oh, yeah, God. I think, I think she's trying to pre-order that, uh, that little package. <laughs> oh, <man>. God. <laughs> okay. He had deep dimples, gorgeous hazel eyes with long lashes. It's me. I'm, oh. hi I'm him. Oh, God. He <laughs> is him. And right behind him was a girl about the same age with the same eyes and dimples. I said to my friend, oh, I didn't know you had a daughter, too. You two look like twins. The room got suddenly quiet. Something's happened. I didn't think it was that out of pocket. I mean my friend's son corrected me and said, no, this girl is his cousin, not his sister. Uh -oh. My friend was shooting daggers at me with her eyes as if I'd said something terrible. And her cousin, who I would later find out was the mother of the girl got up and left the room looking upset. Are you putting it together? I'm putting it together. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you know it's a, I see you in the comments if you uh if you see what's going down. Her husband followed her. Things became so weird and awkward from that moment on. I made an excuse to leave. Only this afternoon when my friend's younger sister called, we were also friends in school. I find out why. So now we're getting now we're getting yeah, to the I team. I want to know why. It's, it's piping what's about hot. to happen. So apparently, my friend had an fair with her cousin's husband when she lived with them briefly. That's a big no-no. And her son is the product from that affair. So she's just- That's hot. Raising this. From what I was just told, she won't admit it, but everyone has suspected it because the older her son gets, the more he looks like the man. I honestly didn't notice the resemblance last night because the husband had just given me a quick wave from the far side of the room where he was watching a game. The reason the cousin, his wife, wife got upset and left the room is she's suspected something for years, but everyone has worked hard at convincing her that she's just paranoid and seeing a resemblance that is not there. So I'm the asshole in the scenario now and ruined everyone's Christmas, or at least that's how it seems because my friends won't return my calls or texts. And the reason I made the leap to thinking the girl was my friend's daughter is she came upstairs with the son while the other kids stayed upstairs and she was standing beside the son as if awaiting her turn to be introduced to me. So they ran down together. They're looking like super similar. She didn't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's just like, oh, I guess I guess she assumed that they were siblings. Yeah. Now I'm thinking you, it is not your fault. You are not the asshole. But I think I can find a solution. Okay. And it's for that homewrecker. She got to do it again. Oh, interesting. She's Go for two do, for two. Yeah, no, she got to do it. The only one way to find out. And just got to see, pop out another one. See how, <laughs> see how similar it is. That's the real way. DNA, right. DNA test? Forget about it. Update. I found the cousin and her husband on Facebook this morning, and I got a good look at him and all the kids. He also has two sons with his wife. He has very unique and striking features, and the kids all look exactly like him, as does my friend's son. Any stranger off the street would immediately know they were his kids. What a mess. His poor wife being told she was crazy all these years and now probably feeling foolish as well as embarrassed and inexcusably betrayed. 
probably it's true, but you need to get like a DNA test to confirm. Yeah. Like I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt, but I don't know. It's still a tough situation. It's still tough. So we're, we're still going off of trust. That's true. That's true. So, okay. So let's, let's boil it all the way down. I'm curious to everyone in the comments. Um, a is OP still the a-hole for assuming that, you know, they were brother and sister and like, cause I guess, you know, that is an assumption versus like a fact. Right. Mm -hmm. And then my follow-up question is what would you do if you were an OP show? So please comment below, but Yusuf, what, uh, what do you, what do you think? I think my answer still stands. OP, not the a-hole, not the a-hole, not the a-hole pop another one, pop out another one. That, that, that's it. Just, yeah, that's the only way to confirm. That's, all, that's the only way, the only option we have I at our disposal. see it to believe it. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I just told the entire office my darkest secret by mistake. Now I'm considering resigning and finding a new job. What is your darkest secret? Don't, don't make me say it. Go. It's watching rom-com anime at 2 a.m. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's, that's not that bad at all. It's not that bad. And then, you know, there's the murders. So today I effed up. Well, last month, but I just remembered after blacking out the horrific memory. I was attending the first day of a week-long peer support specialist training along with a female coworker and oh. several other students from different workplaces. The training would evolve a lot of soul searching, sharing stories of addiction, struggle, etc. as our job was to work with people in crisis. Anyways, a bit earlier in the first day, I ran to take a leak. When I got back, everyone was writing on a flashcard they'd been given and folding them up. I asked my coworker what I missed, and she said that I had to, quote unquote, write a secret. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Due to the emotional nature of our training, I believed we'd fold them up and hang on to them or something. Then we'd throw them away at the end or some symbolic thing like that. So I write, I feel like a terrible father and sometimes regret having my kids. I have a one and a half year old. Imposter syndrome slash depression is a bitch. I folded it up and I pocketed it. All right, now I'm going to collect everybody's calls now. The facilitator says, I think. Hmm? All right. This must be some kind of trust exercise. Brilliant stuff. Wow. Oh, he. No, I'm, I'm still rocking with that voice. <laughs> he collects the cards and then puts them in a cup and shakes it up. Holy fuck. I am breaking a sweat now. I ask my coworker, what's going on? She shrugs. Okay. The facilitator grabs a card and reads it. It says, I've been bit by a shark. So not a super telling like, you know. That is definitely not in comparison to No, yeah. Not yeah. at all. They were, yeah, they could be alive for all day now. Yeah. Huh. Weird secret. I'd tell everyone that. The class then points to one person. Some are like, oh, this has got to be you. You look like a total surfer, bro. Surfer dude confirms it's his and everyone cheers. <laughs> they cheer. <laughs> they cheer. This is I so wonder great. what they're going to do. <laughs> Bro, me. Oh, God. I'm at this point seconds from jumping across my desk and stealing the entire bucket of cards. He reads a few more and everyone correctly guesses the secret holder. I was in a movie. I was born in Canada. Things like that. It's just narrowing down the pool to yeah. him. <laughs> then he grabs mine, which is the last effing one. My coworker, with me being the last one, says, I guess we all know who this one's going to be. Dude, you're setting me up for failure. The look on the instructor's face when he opened the card. He sort of half pity laughs huh, like that and reads, 
I feel like a terrible father and sometimes regret having kids. The room falls silent and I just sit there wanting to crawl out of my skin and die. Dang. I raise my hand to confirm it's me. I learned later on that he said to write a fun fact about yourself anonymously on the card. Not a deep, dark secret. F me. Ah. So where do they go wrong? I don't. So he's like, all right, let me write up like the most effed up thing about myself on this card right here. Oh, man. And, but it brick. was a fun fact, bro. Like yeah, he's yeah. like, fun fact, I hate my family. Um, that stuff. Should you quit your job? That's what we're trying to solve. Oh, here. should you quit? Yeah, yeah. So oh, I think it's a two-parter. So for everyone listening, I'm very curious. A is is Opie the a-hole for, for saying this, you know, honest uh, expression. Is Opie the a-hole for that? And B, yeah, what do you do? Yusuf, I mean. One, you're not the a-hole, man. Your feelings are valid. Yep. Okay, it's 2023. Let's appreciate everyone's five, whatever they got going. Everyone's fighting demons. Okay? Yeah, you know, like one person, they don't like uh, In-N-Out burgers. The other person hates their kids. You know what I'm saying? Tomato, tomato. Exactly. Like it's, it's all good. Yeah. I hate In-N-Out burgers. Yeah, so. So he hates his kids. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Framed. But uh, the second one is, should he quit his job? And yep. I guess I would have solved it in the situation. Okay. I would have I would have been like, ha, it's satirical. And oh, then like and try to play it off. You right, know? I would have right, been, right, been like right. the cool guy, you know, like schmooze my way through it's everything. It's like it got you. Like, yeah, exactly. oh, you thought I was Hot this pranks. terrible person. Yeah. Yeah. But no. Or or what if he wanted to quit? What if he like a third take was he goes all in and he's right. like, you know what? I wanted to quit anyways. Here's everything bad I've done. I hate you. He just starts calling out everyone. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. like, you're you ugly. Suck. You suck. You suck. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah get yourself out of it. You yeah, know what I mean? Just, just like, like, you know what? Clean slate. No, nope. if I'm going to like hit one base, might as well hit a home run. And just keep her going. And then no, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Make it work. My mother-in-law's gorgeous anime pillow saved our marriage. My husband wants it gone, but I refuse. Am I the a-hole? I mean, Yusuf as a. I love anime. You're Ooh. not the a-hole. My husband and I are best friends during the day. The love of my life. It's at night that there's an issue. I am a blanket stealer. I once yanked them so hard, poor hubby flipped a full 180. Wow. I mean, uh, I don't know that I have the strength sleeping or awake to like make someone do a 180. Hubby, for his part, is a thrasher. Bruce Lee would be jealous of the moves he pulls while unconscious. It's a constant war between us when we fall asleep. And both of us often wake up sore and exhausted. God. <laughs> wow. Okay. I actually have a quick question for everyone watching and you. If you're like in this scenario, where your partner is literally like beating you in your sleep unintentionally. Do you just like sleep in separate beds at a certain point? Like bunk beds. That way you can still have the technicality. Bunk beds. <laughs> the Dude, that's a smart idea. The technicality still, you know, we sleep in the same bed, but yeah, he's just one meter above me. <laughs> Now, it was starting to affect our relationship. Neither of us wanted to move to a separate bed because we like spending our nights together, but it seemed like an inevitability. We were both crabby every morning and we started fighting as soon as we got up. It sucked, but neither of us wanted to concede defeat and move to the other bed. Quick background, I was a huge nerd as a teenager, full-on otaku. Go ahead and cringe, I do too. Hey, hey be, be proud, you know what I mean? I'm proud. Be like my man Yusuf over yeah, here, my you guilty know? pleasure watching anime rom-coms at 2 a.m. in the pitch black darkness. That's my jam. There it is. Own up to it. He owns it. He loves it. He craves it. Okay, all right. He can't go to sleep <laughs> without it. One night as a joke, I brought down an old anime pillow that I brought down from the attic. I know. 
cringe. And I plopped it down between my husband and I, declaring it was our demilitarized zone of anime pillow. Okay, interesting. Hubby also thought it was hilarious and named her DMZ Chan. Chan. John. Chan. I'm going DMZ Chan. I'm going, I'm sticking with that. It's like Chan, but yeah. Chan. Okay. <laughs> we also, we pronounce, I don't know the actual name of it, but we call it a Dang Rapona. Uh, it's uh, like Dang Ranapana or something. Danganronpa. I don't know um, that anime. I don't know. We, uh, we, every time we say dang Rapona, it, it's it's just crazy. Everyone just like, you <laughs> fucking idiot. And our sweet, sexy anime pillow stayed there the whole night. It was a game changer. DMZ Chan protected me from hubby's REM induced rampages, and she's just heavy enough that I can't yank out the blankets at full speed. We both thought it was the funniest thing, but she legitimately helped us solve the only real issue in our marriage. Dang. That's kind of beautiful. That's that's actually. awesome that that was the only issue. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. A blanket. What a beautiful issue. What a <laughs> beautiful marriage. That's true. Yeah. That's true. One day, my mother-in-law stopped by to pick something up. She got up to use the restroom, passing by our open bedroom door. See where I'm going. Yeah. You can guess what she saw. DMZ Chan. She was propped up in the middle of our bed with her giant soulful anime eyes looking right back deeply into my mother-in-law's getting steamy when she got back she quickly grabbed her stuff and left <laughs> oh my god bro grandma's not <laughs> having it and hubby and i were both confused she later mentioned dmz chan to hubby while they were on the phone and it absolutely mortified him as far as i know mother-in-law now thinks we're deviants in a three-way relationship with a body pillow <laughs> she, yeah. probably, she probably thought it was something else i mean you could see it right yeah. it's like like I mean, it's probably it's some sexy anime chick with the in a on a body pillow. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's just a pillow though, so it's not like we know what's up, right? But like grandma's over here, like we understand the concern, doing? but uh, have some trust. Hubby was too embarrassed to explain, and now he wants to put DMC Chan back in the attic I to crust away. <laughs> No, for real. They like uncrusted her, went through all this right? like, went through all this like hardship. Right. And now you're just going to feel judged and put her back. I was upset. I told him that I didn't want to go back to boxing each other at night and that DMZ Chan helped us so much. In he agreed, but suggested we get a normal plain body pillowcase to replace her. Damn, just going to throw her away like that. After all she's done. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. She's been in the attic. She just got her chance of freedom. Have you not watched Toy Story? It's the same thing wow do we remake toy story but it's an anime body pillow <laughs> puts a whole new meaning to woody <laughs> oh there's a snake in my boot all right oh. i felt like there was no need to spend money on something we already have and if it was really that big of an issue we can put her in the closet while we have company over but hubby is firm he is firm in that she has to go permanently i know he's embarrassed but i feel that we shouldn't have to compromise our inside jokes to appease other people am I the a-hole? These are the types of stories you make your guilty pleasure and you watch at 2 a.m. in the dead of night I, next to your rom-com anime and your <laughs> full-size body pillow. It is a, a treat. I love this type of content. I love you. Whoa. No. The no. damage is done. Let it be. I think the best course of action is to just go to the grandma and say, hey, I'm not a weirdo. Because what are you going to do? That she's already judging as a weirdo. I feel like it's almost bet like that one. I just want to like bathe in the awkward, like silence and confusion. You know, this is a, a married couple. They're they're a little older. Mom's a little older. 
I don't know if she's gonna get it. Like if she if she just sees the pillow and like leaves the house, which is also like that's actually kind of an a-hole move, I feel like, on the mother-in-law's part. Cause it's like, calm down. Like it's a body pillow. I don't yeah. know. It is a tough uh, egg to crack. It is a tough egg to crack. I think just, you know, be down to earth in the conversation. I I'd say bring it up. But Yusuf, I have to ask you, you know who's always down to earth? Is it is it is it them? <laughs> Is it, it is. It, it's you guys. <laughs> he got it, bro. On the third try, let's go. Yusuf, this is your chance to just shamelessly plug any and everything yeah. you want out there. So, what, what, what do you want the people to to know about you and go look up if you have anything? I'm making investigative content. Yep. Almost like this. I'm going to be making a video where I infiltrate Disney's university. It's a giant scam. So go watch that video when it comes out. Yusuf Mihyar, Y O U S I F. M-I-H-Y-A-R on YouTube. That's it. Go check it out. Thanks to my boy Yusuf. Peace. My mom had me abducted and thrown into the wilderness for 88 days. Is this abuse? And actually, we have the storyteller with us right now, Mick. Gotta give us a 90 second breakdown of how this abduction happened. All right, so I was not a good kid. I was taken. I was put in a car, a black Suburban, I'll never forget it. And I was also slightly medicated. I fell asleep. Uh, I woke up, this is in Florida, by the way. So the drive was from West Palm Beach to, I would say somewhere around Henderson, North Carolina, somewhere in that area. I woke up and uh, I'm in the mountains. They put me in this room. They strip search me, make sure I don't have anything. My watch gone, just take, they just take everything I have, all my clothes. And then they blindfold me. They put me in another truck and then I get dropped off into this camp with five other kids in the woods. I was given like a guidebook. It was like supposed to be like a therapy thing. That sounds like it makes it you need therapy instead of being therapeutic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna give you a reason right to need this. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> it was, I think like for me, I'm definitely like an out doorsy guys so like at first i was like oh this is gonna be sick but like you don't they don't tell you any information they're like they don't tell you how long you're gonna be there they don't tell you what time it is what date it is like and you they don't tell you where you're going you're just like walking in the woods and it was winter too and you were so there what, for 88 days? 88 days yeah some kids were there shorter some kids were there longer you said medicated you were like like what do you remember about the first night? Uh, well, the first, I was medicated before they put me into the truck, into the car. What do you mean medicated? Like, so my mom gave me, no, like, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> my mom, Go like my mom basically kind of like tricked me into taking like a bunch of Xanax. So love you, mom. Wow. <laughs> so you fall asleep and then when are you awake again? When I'm in the car and I'm like seeing mountains and like, I, I don't know if you've been to Florida, but there's no mountains. And then you, you're you essentially waking up in a the car. There's mountains. It's cold. You're like, what's going on? You have any idea what the reason was? I was just not a very like easy to control uh, child. I wasn't doing anything like that serious i think in my i definitely was just like just lying to my mom all the time about where i was like definitely like just you know smoking weed which i don't think is you know i don't yeah. think that was like the serious thing i definitely like i would steal my mom's car like occasionally you know in the middle of the night <laughs> just grand theft auto <laughs> yeah. i was also seeing this girl with blue hair so i feel like i, I don't even need to say uh -oh. more there <laughs> yeah you yeah, gotta watch out did, did she turn out to be a real did she turn out to be like a nice like you know religious girl later in life did she grow out her blue hair phase i'm so glad you asked because she's actually a porn star now <laughs> <laughs> when do you like realize you're you're kind of like f 
when I get searched and they take like everything I have, like my watch, like I was just like, why are you taking my watch? Like I was just confused. And they're like, if you ever had like a question about like time or date, they'd be like, be present. That's cult vibes, bro. <laughs> yeah. There was one like old lawnmower blade that we would use to chop like wood. And that was our like, like thing. Wow. A yeah. lawnmower had blade a... <laughs> to chop wood. This sounds like one of the stories that my grandpa said, like back in my day, yeah, we only my had day. one lawnmower blade and I walked yeah. in the snow uphill both ways to school. <laughs> the craziest <laughs> thing is that I heard that this like whole like program was like $30,000. So like, it's not even like it was like, yeah, exactly. And like, I'm like- Your parents paid 30K <laughs> just to throw you in the woods? Bro, I can throw you in the woods for free right now. Like, <laughs> essentially, you're allowed to leave when wow. you finish the program they're like palm size though they're like small little little like journals yeah. right and they each have like different like wilderness skills and like certain skills that you have to master their wilderness skills they're like social skills like journaling skills before you get like the red one you, like your last like final book you have to do something called like a master like bow drill challenge right so like are, are you familiar with bow drilling do you know what that is no what is that no so like um you, you've heard of like rubbing sticks together to create like fire yeah, yeah, yeah. so essentially you make oh sorry to create fire i thought it was just sexual arousal <laughs> this story is heating up <laughs> so you have to take it's cool you like learn to match like the white pine with the red fireboard they're called and you 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 spin it until it creates enough friction to create um like a coal it's called you call it busting a coal and then you take that coal and you put it in you not call Literally? it busting a coal 100 percent. yeah i swear oh my <laughs> <Wow>. god <laughs> and i put I a little tally mark joking, on my bro. when do you get out of this this hellhole so the 88 days pass and i see my mom for the first time i mean i like it was heinous. I look horrible. <laughs> like, I look like I was just in the woods. Could you shower days. and stuff like that? So we called them billy baths. A billy is like a little bucket almost. And you take the bucket and you go into the freezing lake or like river, whatever source of water. And you just kind of like splash your nuts because that's all you really want <laughs> cleaned up. You don't want to get your hair just because it's so cold. It's so cold. There's like shelters all over the Appalachian Trail, which is the section that like we hiked. Yeah, even those shelters are really scary. Like there's like ghosts and shit out there. It feels just the energy yeah like you can feel it wait so when you saw your mom what did you say to her like i apologized for like whatever i did to make her feel like that was her only option like, i was pissed but it's like i was so happy to be out of there <laughs> but i feel like i learned a lot of really cool um skills and like i learned that uh if you burn rhododendron if you have a rhododendron fire and you're near it uh the smoke will give you insane diarrhea i mean just the hershey squirts like no one's business did you learn that the hard way i sure did yeah yeah, and um, oh, God, oh, this, this is a funny story. I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm sure you guys can relate to this, but you wake up in the middle of the night and you're just sweating and you know that it's not good. I step out of the tent and just sharded everywhere. Oh. <laughs> and I had to go clean myself in a, a frozen lake at like 3 a.m. Oh. And it was just horrible. Just the worst, like just oh. no good toilet just a hole in the ground at 3 a.m. in the woods. No support, oh. no help. Probably all over you, yeah. that sounds awful. No toilet paper, just leaves. Hopefully it's not poison ivy. I'm like, is there a spider on this? So we've come to the, the final question. Okay. Is this child abuse? And if so, why or why not? John, what do you think first? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like off rip. Second one of the story, giving your child Xanax. All, we're already, like, we've barely in the journey. We're already arguably in, you know, 
child abuse territory. And Questionable then territory. Scene, yeah, and then everything after it, like, absolutely. And also, I, I heard a similar story actually on Therapy Gecko, but the parents uh, <laughs> did that because their daughter was addicted to heroin. At least they had a reason. Hot take. The only part that I think is child abuse, uh, there's three things, there's three things. Giving you Xanax, abducting you, and not telling you when it's going to end. But other than that, like, this just seems like one of those summer camps. They're like, oh, f my parents are sending me to this lame summer camp again. See, like, that, that, the, it was way worse. <laughs> there's there's yeah. no fun activities. You know, kids got out earlier. Kids got out way before, too. I've heard of kids being older, too, being, like, 17, and then turning 18 while they're there, and then they can't be, like, legally kept there anymore, and they just, like, dipped in the woods. You're, like, not allowed to, like, you can't leave, obviously. And this kid uh, in the group, like, right before I got there, he, like, tried to escape, and he climbed a tree, like, looking for near, like, civilization, fell out of the tree into a lake with both his legs broken and drowned in the lake and died. And then they oh didn't, they withheld God. that, Holy they withheld God. that information from our parents, too which I thought was kind of fucked. Oh my, okay. Fuck. Okay. okay, I'm adding more to my list in the child abuse section. Do you think it's definitely child abuse? Yeah. I have nightmares yeah. to this day where I'm like still trapped there. But I mean, to any of y'all listening or watching right now, let us know what you think. If everyone was in Trails Carolina Bravo group, probably remember me reach, reach out. out. And if anyone has any stories of being gooned yourself or abducted like in this way, like please let us know. We want to hear your stories. Put your answers in the comments. But damn, Mitch, this is a crazy story. Thank you for sharing. And also, just want to say, Mick was a, a listener for a while and then reached out. And now we're having him on the show. So if you want to share your story on OKOP, please reach out. Hello, this is future Sam in Bali coming back from a surf. You're about to see more episodes in Bali. But we like Mick so much that we brought him on for another episode. So this is what you're about to see. I got switched at birth and my parents' real kid is hotter than me. And I don't want her in my life. Am I the a-hole? What do you think, Vic? It doesn't sound good. I think we need it more details. Sound good. Yeah, yeah. I, think well, we need I will details. give you those details and I'll also give you some details on Mick, our guest of the show. He uh, recently became a friend of the show by clapping cheeks to the podcast. So if you uh, ever want to be a friend of the show, make sure you do that first. I know that I'm probably the asshole, but I feel so upset and confused. I just needed a little outside opinion. Last year, a child service worker contacted my parents to ask if they would be willing to receive a child, 15 female, who was recently orphaned and had had biological ties to them. After her parents died in a car crash, Sophia could not locate any relatives to take her in, so she bought a DNA test to try to find out some distant relatives so she wouldn't have to go into foster care, which is what connected her to my adoptive family, her biological family. What was even weirder was that she, Sophia, was a genetic match to both of my parents. Okay. After some investigation, it turns out that she was their real daughter. The hospital messed up and accidentally switched me with her. I'm not actually their daughter. Hands are being thrown. Dude, I'm suing the shit out of that hospital. I'm are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't be switching babies. Obviously, once my parents found out Sophia was their daughter, they took her in, and it's been around a year since she moved in. And everyone has been so happy since she came. I know that I'm a terrible person for being so self-pitying when Sophia is going through so much more, but ever since the truth came out, I've been feeling 
really terrible. I mean, your feelings are valid. Like, we can't invalidate OP here. And this is now her sister. But, like, her family's out there somewhere. Or, wait, no. I guess her family just died because they got switched at birth, oh. right? So I never really fit in with my family and have always been very self-conscious about it. When I was little, people used to call me the ugly duckling, which is a pretty good description if I'm being honest, except I never grew Fuck. up into a swan. Oh. That is so sad. My parents and my older siblings have always excelled at school. They're naturally gifted athletes and really popular. I'm pasty, pimply, and have a lot of social anxiety. I have a hard time fitting in at school and I used to get bullied, which caused everyone a lot of problems. And now there's Sophia, who has the same clear skin and shiny black hair and poises them. And even though she just joined the school last year, all the teachers and students love her. We're in the same classes and I can't help comparing myself with her. She's so obviously a better fit in the family. Even my cousins commented on it, which what the f cousins? That's so messed up, bro. A month ago, I got a small award, not the big three, for some digital art, but because we hadn't gotten booster shots yet, my parents said we wouldn't go to the exhibit. Now, Sophia just won a student leader award, and my parents are throwing a party for her. I get it's not the same situation and that her award is much bigger than mine, and everyone got their shots now, but I just started feeling so terrible when I saw how proud and happy my parents looked with an arm around her that I couldn't take it and had to leave. Sophia saw I was going across the room and asked, Asked kind of loud where I was going, and then everyone turned to stare at me, and I just ran away crying. Oh, it's not Sophia's fault that I'm insecure, but I hate this. I hate I'm not the real daughter, that I don't fit in, and I'll never be able to meet my biological parents, who I could have fit in with. And there is an update. But Mick, what do you think OP should do about this situation, dude? I, I really think it I think it could work out. I really think it could because, you know, it really sucks on both ends. It's like maybe you have Sophia who's beautiful, clear skin, everyone likes her at school. But like having the two humans that raised you for fifteen dollars, like I feel like that trauma like may not in right away but eventually mm -hmm. like it's going to be really hard for both of them and i think if they you know hold it together now and become friends it'll be a no, lot easier you guys have a lot in common so maybe that's something yeah. that could could bring you together but there is an update okay so this is 21 days later so I found out later that Sophia left the party as soon as she saw me crying, that she spent hours searching for me before finding me in the old treehouse. I was miserable and embarrassed, tried to give some sort of apology, but dissolved into more crying and a word vomit of my insecurities. She hugged me and let me sob all over her. She told me the party didn't matter, that I was more important to her. It hurt so much to hear that because I didn't expect it. Didn't feel like I could believe it. It felt like too much, like it was more than I deserved. For the next week, relatives scolded me about overreacting, but it didn't hurt me so bad because someone was on my side. We went to the art exhibit with my work later because she couldn't believe I hadn't gone yet. We got ice cream and she gushed about how talented I was. She's at the top of the class and the captain of the girls varsity volleyball team. She's a thousand times more talented, but she spoke like I was the rebirth of the renaissance. It sounds like she, she really cares and she's making an effort, yeah. you know, to show OP that she does matter. And, you know, I think I think that effort goes a long way yeah. and um it sounds like she like actually cares about like the sister relationship and she's showing that right now 
Sophia took me shopping and showed me the cream my mother used to use because she figured out skin types would be similar. And guess what? I don't have acne anymore. So no. Way. So yeah, it had to be the same parents. She told me I'm beautiful, that I have my father's eyes and laugh and my mother's button nose. That's just so freaking cute, bro. So okay, so now we know that it was the parents. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely switched at birth. Yeah. Wow. After that, she cried because it hurt to remember them. And I cried with her. She defends me at school and at home. When a cousin took a crack at my weight, Sophia went positively glacial. That's my sister you're talking about. Until he turned red and apologized. When I'm sad, she rolls a blanket around me and calls it a burrito. It doesn't hurt me now when people compliment Sophia or comment how she's my parents' real daughter because she is their daughter and she really is amazing. She does deserves compliments. I've stopped feeling bad that my parents connect with her much more easily than they've ever done with me, that they take more interest in what she's doing than they've ever done with me. Because now I have someone who gets me. She tells me nice things every day, and I'm starting to believe her. We weren't born to the same people or raised by the same people, but she's my sister, and that makes me feel so, so lucky. I'm going to be a better sister, the best sister. I've never felt so much like family before. Wow. That is a full, full circle. Full circle. You know, now they need each other more than ever. In some ways, OP reminds Sophia of her parents. And it's like her Mm -hmm. connection to the parents that raised her for 15 years. And so like, I imagine she that's also why she feels really connected to Sophia, because she reminds her of her childhood. I just hope the parents can maintain this. Like, obviously, they have this like new daughter. And I I truly believe there's like, you know, biological like pheromone thing where, you know, like when, you know, a child is yours, there's this connection that, you know, can't be explained. Yeah, it sounds like Sophia's the 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 angel here. Parents are definitely the assholes. My spoiled brat kid is bullying poor kids at school. So I took all his name brand things. Now he has only the bare essentials. Am I the a-hole? Are we talking bare bottomed? Are we talking no bare bottom? Here? Only belly full of rice and two twigs to make a fire. I certainly didn't have two twigs sometimes, so. I am the mother to a teenage boy. The father is hardly in the picture. He pays child support and that's about it. He is very absent otherwise. Another relevant thing, I'm pretty well off. All right, OP. Flex. I work in tech. My son's father is extremely wealthy and the court order for child support is enough to pay for the best for my son. He goes to a fairly competitive private school, is in a lot of extracurriculars that cost a decent bit, etc. I found out from the school administration just this month that my son had been bullying several students for being less wealthy. Like, oh, Bartholomew doesn't have a Rolls Royce. He's in a Prius. (laughs) What are you? He was making fun of students for being dropped off at school in a budget sedan for having name brand clothes that were not as expensive as other name brands. I was appalled by his behavior. Not the budget sedan. And I'm thinking like, and I'm thinking when I think budget and I think Toyota, because honestly, a fine to Japanese vehicle. I mean, it it will go for miles. I had to talk to him about how this is wrong and also about how it's not something that he should have any personal pride in. He has no job, no savings, no investments, no wealth of his own. By totally random chance, he happened to be born into good circumstances. And that's it. Basically, OP is calling her son a loser. <laughs> you ain't sh-
kid, the school admin and I arranged an apology between him and all the kids he was bullying. I also decided that this year we're thrift shopping for clothes. No more brand name sneakers or clothes, which low key, like that's just going to make this kid cooler because thrifting actually gives you style, not just like yeah. randomly buying shit. And rather than driving him to school and activities in the Porsche or the Jaguar, I'm driving him everywhere in my 92 Jeep. That was one of my first cars that I mostly keep around for nostalgia and off-roading. Low-key, a 92 Jeep is kind of sick, though. That's so sick. And I'm picturing, like, you know, if this family has 92, can, like, prime paint, like, it still yeah. looks so sick. Like, it well, has to be nice. Like So, actually, it says it's really beaten up. And for activities okay. he joins, he can borrow club equipment instead of getting his own bot. He was really upset said about it all, especially being driven to school and activities in the Jeep. Not the Jeep. Please take me in the rolls, mother. I can't be oh. seen in the poor people cars. He said that it was causing problems with his friends, which dude, if that's causing problems with your friends, you need new friends. He was looking bad at school. His friend's parents didn't want their kids getting in such an old vehicle with no doors. He also said that it was embarrassing for him to pretend he's poor. His dad, who overall has been very absent, got upset with me because apparently word had gotten around his circles. His son was being driven around town in a junker and that I was making him use club gear for sports instead of his own. And that was was not fair punishment because impressions matter and it will affect the rest of his life. So, am I the a-hole for having this approach to parenting my son who is bullying kids for being poor? I don't buy him new designer things or drive him places in luxury cars anymore. We shop at thrift stores and I am taking him to school in the Jeep I drive from 92. So, what do you think, Mick? Is OP the a-hole or not? Nah? Not the asshole, but I think the problem isn't clothes or the money or anything else. Not the asshole, but I think the problem isn't clothes or the money or anything else. I think the problem is gratitude. I think mm. this kid is just ungrateful. So ungrateful. And it also seems like he's probably getting this from the father. Yeah. It sounds like the dad is just kind of, you know, just enabling all of this. I know a lot of people that have a lot of money and by talking to them, you would never know. Yeah, you know, I have a great I, I have a great friend that he's got a jet, a yacht, you know, all the stuff you would talk to him. He wears normal clothes. You can definitely have all of those nice things and still be not a, a douchebag. You know, yeah, that seems like OP's kid has not learned that lesson. And I, I mean, it's also like usually whenever this behavior occurs it's probably because the kid's learning it from somewhere so it's either the friend group is kind of a bunch of like status signaling kids that only care about money or it's probably the dad like showcasing that this is what's important. Sounds like this kid uh, needs that lesson. So I'd say definitely not the a-hole. My psycho boyfriend destroyed my house because I wouldn't let him go on vacation with my family. I'm calling the police. So am I the a-hole? Me, 21 female, boyfriend, 23 male, let's call him Charlie. Around a month ago, my mom mentioned a family vacation while on a call with me. Charlie and I have been together for about a year. He has still not met my mom's side of the family, only my dad's. My mom, 42 female, lives in my home country together with my stepdad, 50 male, and my stepbrother, 24 male, lives there too, but not in her hometown. Because of this, he hasn't had a chance to meet them yet. Yesterday, I mentioned it to my best friend, 21 female, with whom I have been best friends for seven 
17 years. I was on the phone with her. She is still in the city we grew up in and goes to university there because she often sees my parents. My mom invited her like she has done on any other vacation. And this time she decided to come. Okay. The trip is fully paid by my stepdad and my mom. My stepbrother will be bringing his fiance, 21 female too. Charlie was in the room while I was on the call and asked me, what should I pack? Ooh. Charlie is already assuming he's going. A little presumptuous, Charlie. I looked at him confused and asked, he's going somewhere. He said that he needs to know what to pack for the trip. I laughed and thought he was joking since I never said he was coming. When I realized he was serious, I sat him down and told him he isn't going to be able to come and there was no reservation for him. Plus, it will be very inappropriate to invite him over knowing that this is a family trip and it will make a bad impression like he is trying to come because it's just going to be free. They have never met him. There isn't any rooms left. He doesn't have a passport and there's other reasons that I tried explaining. He flipped out though and told me that I'm a bitch and that I'm probably cheating on him and that's why he's not invited. Leave him. I tried, yeah, end it Leave right him. now, I tried explaining, but he left the apartment. He hasn't returned since yesterday. And at 4 a.m., I have to leave to the airport. I'm worried sick. I called many times and texted, but he isn't responding. So am I the a-hole? And there is an update. So what do you think, Meg? Not the a-hole. First of all, where's your, you don't have a passport? I mean, you're not going anywhere. What was your plan? Like, if you didn't have the passport, I then feel like if I was- how would you be able to go? Like, you're, you're going yeah. to a different country, bro. And it was, it, this is the day before that they're talking about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 4 a.m. I have to leave to the airport. Yeah, so this is yeah, like so, right there. So if I was the girl, I would have looked at Charlie and I would have been like... And what world can you come? You're delusional. Well, that's what I would have said in my head, but I would have been like, yeah, uh, just go grab your passport. And then he would be like, I don't have one. I'd be like, well, you kind of oh, need well, you one. can't come. You can't come. If anything, this is all good. Because now she yeah. knows she has an insecure little boyfriend. And he's not responding to her on purpose. Her worried. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in his dream situation, you know, she is locked up in a cage only giving attention to him. Yeah. Red flag for sure. But let's get into this mm -hmm. update. So when I was leaving from my apartment four days ago, I left a key to my neighborhood slash friend. Yesterday, she called me to inform me that my boyfriend's stuff is missing and my writing studio and manga collection are destroyed <gasps> some of my savings are stolen and yesterday he tried to empty my bank account but failed miserably five thousand dollars are apparently missing from the drawer of my nightstand and my boyfriend is nowhere to be found luckily my stepbrother's fiance's mother is a lawyer my mom's side of the family are trying to calm me down and get me away from the situation as much as possible i thought this was a minor problem in the beginning but here we are dad's side of the family is telling me that to drop the charges and that I'm overreacting. Yes, I did place charges. I will have to deal with it further when I get back, but police are already on the hunt for him. Manga's valuable. Yeah, dude, man, you can't, you can't, you can't like you destroy can't, yeah. this smutty manga. No. Come on. No, you can't destroy the manga. There's there's some value there that she's gonna have there's, to, you know, place a value. There's a on line, that. you know, take my possessions, take my money, but spare, spare <laughs> the manga. Spare oh, the manga. Spare Not the, manga. the reading material, uh -huh. no. Some people said I was the asshole because this would be the perfect time to meet my family. But in this case, it just seemed like a direct, I want a free trip to me. Somebody pointed out we have communication problems. Yes, yes, we do. I didn't really want to mention this, but I'm on the autism spectrum. So it's pretty normal in a way. He knew two and a half weeks before I went to the trip and I made it clear he wasn't coming. So with all that information, Mick, I pose it to you again. Is OP the a-hole? No, not the a-hole. But I do think she, th she thinks that he wants to be in for the free trip i'd actually disagree i think he wants to be there because care without her right next to him he's just yeah. like an insecure guy I, I i actually don't think it has to do with the money at all and i could be wrong i i would 
agree that it probably doesn't have to do with the money. I think he maybe just wants to be integrated into the family. It could maybe, be that too. He's, he's a psycho. Who can he is know a psycho. He's really I thinking. mean, bro, like to respond after not being invited to a trip to steal, destroy, and like just cause a ruckus. OP dodged a bullet because that only would have gotten worse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't, you don't do that. Good. Thank you all no. for publicly subscribing and sharing your thoughts and comments. And we'll see you soon. Later. And thank you, Mick, for coming on. Of course. I accidentally boned a woman oh. in a arranged marriage. Now that I know the truth, I'm leaving her, but she has other ideas. Oh my God. <laughs> I, 19 male, hooked up with a girl, 22, a few nights ago. Her name was not Anya, but I'm going to pretend it was in order to tell the story without revealing real names. Smart. So Anya and I crossed paths at an art gallery. It was one of those cliche movie moments when a confused character is staring at an abstract painting before another character decides to approach the confused character to discuss the abstract painting. Oh, I like where this is going. I was the person staring at the painting and Anya was the person who approached me. The two of us had no idea what we were looking at, but we had fun trying to figure it out together. For the first time in my life, I finally said the right things at the right time to convince an attractive girl to go home with me. Impressive. So I guess both of them are spitting game. I don't know. It seems like she was the one convincing you to go home with her because she was the one that like started the conversation. Approached you. True, true. She has Riz and you're just receiving the Riz. <laughs> yeah. I fell asleep with Anya in my bed. Not gonna lie, I was exhausted, but one round wasn't enough for Anya. Oh, man. Oh God. If I ever tapped out and called it a night, she would still be on top of me right now. At around midnight, I woke up to the sound of Anya low-key laughing. She was wide awake with her phone in front of her face. When I asked her what she was doing, she apologized for waking me and casually said she was reacting to messages from her fiance. <gasps> she just dropped the bomb like that. Without hesitation, she showed me the messages before I had time to ask another question. Based on what I read after almost being blinded by the brightness of Anya's phone, it was clear that Anya's fiance was worried about her and wanted to know where she was. She was finding that funny? I feel bad for this dude. He's getting wrecked, dude. I had no idea that Anya was in a relationship, let alone engaged. She explained that she was part of an arranged marriage and her fiance was not someone she loved or even liked. <gasps> oh. This is heart-wrenching. She said it was funny reading his messages because he didn't even know her well enough to spell her name right. I didn't know how to respond. What? What would you, how do you respond? That is a lot. Anya kissed me and said her plan was to fully embrace her hoe phase and sleep with as many people as possible before she became a wife and a mom. I said it was kind of uncomfortable being the other guy and encouraged Anya not to proceed with the arranged marriage if it made her unhappy. Anya got upset when I was somewhat reluctant to kiss her back and said she counted on me to be less disappointing in bed. Oh my God, brutal. She's just being brutal all around. I was decent, not disappointing. Anya disagreed and got dressed. I offered to drive her home because we used my car to get to my flat, but she insisted on using an Uber. I waited with her outside, even though she continued to tell me how mediocre I was in the bedroom. She said the last random guy she hooked up with was smaller than me below the waist, but at least he knew how to use his dick. Wait, why is she being so mean? 
mean? She said my nipples were <laughs> shaped like angry eyes and my belly button looked off center. She said she didn't mean to body shame. What do you mean you don't mean to body shame me? Wait, it sounds like she's done nonstop body shaming. <laughs> she said she didn't mean to body shame me, but she had nothing else to focus on during sex because I was so bad at making her feel any kind of pleasure. Out of frustration, I said I was beginning to feel sorry for the guy who was going to marry her. Guess what? There's more. Anya, There's more. Anya's not done. Anya looked like she wanted to slap me, but she continued to roast me instead. She said my balls looked like prunes and my roommate was far more attractive than me. It was the longest two minutes of my life. I returned to my flat as soon as I saw the Uber approaching. I didn't bother saying goodbye. This was by far the most bizarre and unhealthiest hookup I have ever experienced. Anya managed to unlock insecurities in me I didn't even know I had. Oh, that's so sad. She, she has some issues to work on. I think she's just trying to stab anything that moves, you know? Kind of unleashed something in her. She got triggered. But I feel like how else was she expecting him to take that? So my question is, have you ever had anything like this happen to you? I've dealt with a few body shaming comments. That's probably the most that I can relate to this. After a hookup? No, not after a hookup, just in general. The worst hookup story that I've ever had, it was a Tinder date. Mm -hmm. And the reason that there, it didn't go beyond us just talking. She made me drop everything to at, call my mom to figure out the time of my birth so she could do our astrological star sign chart oh. thing. That is, that was the biggest turnoff for me. Well, Emma, shall we get into the next story? Let's get into the next one. Let's do it. My boyfriend's brother just called me fat. So I clap back hard. My boyfriend is furious and says I went too far. Am I the a-hole? Depends if the clap back is like out of the boyfriend's weight class. So I, 25 female, have been dating my boyfriend, 29 male, for eight months. I moved to the US two years ago and met my boyfriend at work. I mentioned this for context and all is good so far. Then a week ago, he said he wants me to meet his family. I agreed and honestly, I was nervous and giddy about it because I felt like everything was going really smoothly and was excited about where it was going. He called his parents. Oh God, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm waiting for all the balls to drop and it to go terribly. It's too good right now. He called his parents and they were really excited to meet me. So we decided to make it a weekend. His parents have a spare room. So they offered it to us. When we got there, I was greeted with hugs from mother-in-law, sister-in-law and her wife, sister-in-law's wife. His father-in-law gave me a stern pat on the back, but he seemed like a reserved type of man. So I took it as a good sign. That's like the most father-in-law thing to do. It's like, How's it going, son? I then met one of his two brothers, 19, and the other one worked on Saturday, so he would only be there for dinner. We sat down and chatted, and they got me some real British tea and slippers, and it was going really well. Then it came to dinner. It's hot, and I'm in a summer dress. It was hot. I was wearing a summer dress handbag from Hermes. <laughs> So that's when Mike, 26 male, came home. He lives with his parents after a nasty breakup with his ex a year ago. Boyfriend told me she screamed at him on Christmas for being a controlling, sexist a-hole. She kicked him out of their apartment. My boyfriend introduced me. Mike looked me up and down, but didn't say anything, but nice to meet you. I brushed it off. Freaking weird. A look up and down is weird. Halfway through dinner, the combo is flowing really nicely, and I feel comfortable when Mike, out of the blue, asks if I'm pregnant. Now I am what people call mid -size. 
guys. Kudos to my boyfriend who choked on his food. He got really upset by that comment. I replied with a laugh and said no. The pregnant question. That's never okay. Especially to someone you don't know. Boyfriend was staring daggers at Mike, who was staring at me. Then he said, boyfriend has never dated a fat girl before. I was so shocked. My mouth went dry. Everyone kind of sucked in air and froze. Boyfriend has never dated a fat girl before. Oh my God, Mike, you suck. I think everyone was too stunned to speak because we were all frozen and staring. I was staring at Mike when he looked down at my breasts and continued, and you're showing a lot of skin. I'm not sure if he was trying to haze me, but that did it. I laughed so loudly that a few people jumped. <laughs> this is getting so worse. <laughs> You'd think a 26 year old man living with mummy and daddy would learn not to judge people. But then again, your girlfriend kicked you out for being a piece of shit. So what do I know? Oh, I like the clapback. I like it. I approve. That's heat. Sister-in-law's wife and brother-in-law all laughed, but everyone else was shocked. Mike, however, got angry, stood up and told me fat girls shouldn't judge people. So I told him that neither should a man with a micro. Easy to say, dinner was ruined. <gasps> micro. Mike got up and stormed out of the house. Sister-in-law and sister-in-law's wife stayed to clean up and boyfriend took me to our room to calm me down. He told me what I did was justified. The next day was just boyfriend, me, and his parents. Boyfriend-in-law's hiding in his room after an awkward breakfast. Mother-in-law is worried because Mike didn't come home and won't answer his calls. We left shortly after breakfast and father-in-law rubbed my back, but I got no hugs from mother-in-law. And I know I overreacted, but am I the asshole? Yeah, I mean, Mike sounds like an absolute piece of work. I don't think OP is the asshole though for clapping back although although like if she's trying to win brownie points by with like the the family this isn't the way to do it but she didn't start it so i don't i think no, the she mother didn't start it she's in the right for sure yeah i think the mother-in-law probably needs some time to get over the situation because that sounds like an awkward dinner but i think that objectively only one person was in the wrong but i want to know what all of y'all do would do uh and also have you ever been insulted by your significant other's family or one of their family members i would love to hear those stories in the comments and with that let's get to the next story let's do it i tricked my boyfriend into cheating and now we're breaking up am i the so far, yes. Right off the back, definitely the a-hole. Here I am not knowing what's worse. My friend testing my boyfriend or my boyfriend falling for her baits. I told my friend there was no need to test his loyalty, but she kept on insisting and did it anyways. And she was right. She sent him a text online and asked if he wanted to talk or was horny, <laughs> which is a great opener line. Hey, do you want to just talk or are you horny? <laughs> what's the vibe? He responded both. <gasps> Ultimately, he asked her to send a picture of her. I feel sick. I don't know if I should even talk to him about this or just break up with him. Why would he talk about our future together, marriage and children? Tell me about his family and let his family see them and then go around for some cat emoji pics. And there is an update. Okay. But question for you, Emma, is this breakup worthy? Definitely breakup worthy. It sounds like such yeah. an unhealthy relationship, both sides. This this definitely sides, should not yeah. be talking about marriage. 
I'm sorry I'm not able to respond to everyone, but I greatly appreciate the advice and caring text. To answer a few questions, the convo started. She basically said, hey, want to talk or you just horny? He answered, a bit of both, sweetie, but we can do whatever you want. It's a SM app where you can post whatever is on your mind and can call to discuss with strangers. I don't believe my friend is interested in him. I think she genuinely was watching out for me, but I understand some of you think I'm a bad judge of character. Also, he didn't know it was my friend as she didn't use her profile. I've never denied him so far. If anything, he chooses to abstain. And I've also asked him through phases of our relationship if he's happy or if there's anything he'd like me to improve on. But his answer is always I'm content. So yeah. that's more like info on the relationship. It just doesn't sound like a healthy relationship. It does not. There's a lot of lies, yeah. not much communication. I think the abstaining is confusing. Him cheating on you is not because you didn't fulfill him. Exactly. It's like, totally has to do with him not being a good partner rather than you not being a good partner. Yeah. If she has, she has set the precedent of the relationship and he clearly agreed to it, or at least they were on the same page. And that's not on her in any way to, to try to read between the lines of what he really wants maybe. Yeah. But what I want to know is I want to know if you guys have any texts that you either caught either a friend sending or a partner sending that you're like, that's a little sus. I want to hear your, your sus texts in the comments below. But with that, Emma, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Uh, Emma, where can the people find you? You can find me streaming on Twitch three days a week, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. And I'm also a lot on YouTube. We do a lot of build videos, gameplay videos, all The Sims 4. And my username across all social media is Hi Emma Nicole. All right. Well, bye, Emma Nicole. It was great having you. And we'll see all of you very soon. Bye. Peace. Hey there, beautiful. You just reached the OKOP hotline. It's so hot. You got two big, fat, sexy thumbs. Big, sexy thumbs. You know what we want you to do with those thumbs? Stick those little piggies right to Spotify and slide them in OKOP's about section and rate five stars. Or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, God. You're going to make me comments on how many five-star reviews we received. Thanks, beautiful.